Welcome out, everybody. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. I'm glad that you're here. Glad that you're listening. And I'm excited because the summer's not over. It's like halfway through. And I feel like this is the, the time of year where things really start to happen, right? Like if you've been working throughout the first half of the year, then you should start to be, you should be seeing some results by now. And if you've been slacking, this is a good time to catch yourself and remember, hey, we still have a couple months left in this year. I have those resolutions. I have things that I meant to do, things that were important to me and that are still important to me. Are they important to me? Are those actual resolutions or was I just saying that? Do I want to be the kind of person that follows through on things, even when it's hard? Or am I going to let those dreams die because I was too lazy? And I don't think you guys are lazy, um, especially if you listen to my full-length episodes. That takes some work. Like, if you're going to listen to me for a significant amount of time, you've got some internal fortitude. You've, <laughs> you're, you're good. You're halfway there. You just got to put it into practice. And so one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot, because I have been slacking, I have been slacking. So here's the thing. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to show my hypocrisy in, in this particular area. And we're going to talk about it. We're going, to, we're going to work it out together. And I am working on it, but I could do a lot better. So this is the idea. And this is something that, that I do talk about a good bit. It's so important. It's probably the most fundamental thing that you need to know. And that is there's a, there's a very real tangible relationship between the, the things that are in your control and the things that are inside of you. So what do I mean by that? For example, let's look at your body. Not in a weird way, unless you're, you know, alone or with a consenting adult. I have no idea. But look at yourself. I mean, that is the most direct representation of your mental state. If you are fit and healthy, that tells a lot about you. If you are not, that also tells a lot about you. And it's not just to other people, it's to yourself. That's the first thing. That's important because if you see yourself as being lazy, if you see yourself as being not well put together, then you're going to start perpetuating that belief. You're going to start acting out on it and you're going to make it true because it's already started to manifest itself in your life. You're going to, to lean into that unconsciously. It's very dangerous. Now, here's the other thing with that too. It really does change how people perceive you. When you get yourself in shape, when you, you know, start to lose weight or you start to build muscle or whatever it is, you'll notice that people treat you differently. It's weird. But it also it, it has an impact on people psychologically when they when they when you speak to someone who you admire, even if you don't admit it, if you think, wow, this person's in great shape, um, this person's somebody if they're, you know, maybe they're somebody that you look up to, maybe they're just somebody that you're attracted to. Maybe you think that they, they got an ugly face, but they got a nice body. So you're still like, oh, well, there's something there like they're they've got something going on. You have more respect for them. You really do. And I know this guy, he's really small. He's a really small dude. He's short, but he's also like, he doesn't, he doesn't exercise at all. He's a great dude. We're friends. I love him to death, but I, I hate when he complains about people that, that we don't work together anymore, but people used to come in and he get all nervous when somebody's like really big and 
they were always a douchebag. They were always a jerk. They were always like, oh, I can't stand that guy. This his muscles, blah, blah, blah. He just thinks that he's better than everyone. I'm like, bro, he didn't do anything. <laughs> That's all in your head. Like you're, you're interpreting what he's doing from a place of fear. And so it's, it's important to catch yourself if you're, if you're doing stuff like that. Look at the way you respond to people and ask yourself why. If you're intimidated by somebody, that's actually a good thing because if you can spend more time with them and get more comfortable with them, then what happens is people start to mirror each other, right? This is something that, that we just do automatically. When we're comfortable with someone, we mimic them. And it's very subtle sometimes, and sometimes it's pretty not subtle. But if you spend all day with somebody who is very confident in themselves, they're very well put together, they exercise, they're... Um, they have good social skills. They're, they're kind of extroverted. They enjoy talking to people. If nothing else, they don't feel anxious about how they speak with people. That's going to rub off on you. You're going to start to feel more confident. You're going to start to feel more comfortable with them and by extension with other people. You're going to become more outgoing. Everyone's like, oh, I'm an introvert and I don't want to. Uh, shut up. You do want to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be whining about it. You want to. You're just, you want not to more than you want to. Right? Like you have that inner urge, like everybody wants to be liked and successful. Now, how much depends on the individual, but everybody would prefer that everyone in their life love them. They may not want a whole lot of attention, but usually when people don't want attention, it's because they feel self-conscious and they don't feel like they deserve it or they don't feel um, confident enough in themselves to accept that. They, they can't take the pressure of people looking at them. And so back to this whole, and, and we're getting to a point here, but, you know, to go back to the whole fitness thing, just for an example, right? I know that I talk about this a lot because it's important, but things like it too, it's, it's not just fitness, but it's an easy one. It's a foundational one. If you don't take care of your body, like how do you expect your mind to be in order? If you're struggling with depression and you're like, I need control over my brain. I need control over my anxiety. I need control over whatever. It's like, bro, you got to control yourself first. You gotta like what is the what is the most immediate thing you can control? Because thoughts are um, what's the word? They're they're wispy. <laughs> That's not the right word. They're they're intangible, right? They're not they're they're hard to pin down. But your fitness you can pin down. Even just your posture, the way that you stand, moment to moment. Do you fidget a lot? Are you slouched over? Do you like tense up when people are around you? Do you shy away from others? Like stop doing that stuff. Because you can control it a lot easier than you can control the thoughts. And as you start to change the way that you physically interact with the world, that changes the chemical balance in your body. That changes the way that your unconscious reacts because your nervous system is reconditioned to meet those stressors as not, as not stressors. As they, they don't seem as bad anymore. So that's an important step. And back to the whole attention thing. You know, over the last year or so, I've gotten in pretty good shape, and I was always fit, but I never really tried to look good. I was always like, functional strength, I want to be able to survive a zombie apocalypse. I want, like, if, if, if a nuclear bomb goes off, can I run away from the, the blast zone fast enough? Obviously, if it's next to me, I can't do much about that. But if it's, if it's like, 20 feet away, like, I think I can sprint for a minute, like, if I know what's coming, if I have a, a warning, I don't know. The point is that I, I look a lot better, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because I, I'm actually pretty uncomfortable sometimes with the amount of attention that I get. 
and it's subtle, but people like girls look at me a lot. And that's weird because usually when people stare at me, it's because they're like, what is this weirdo doing? Like, why is he, why is he so extraordinarily good looking, but also so awkward? Like, what is, what is he looking at me for? Right. And now they don't react that way anymore. Now I look at them, they get all like flustered and everything. And it hasn't helped my ego any, it's, it's only made things worse. I was, I was pretty self-absorbed to begin with. Now I'm just downright unsufferable. What was magnetic is now irresistible. Anyway, the point is that it changes how people interact with you. It changes how you interact with yourself. So that's important. Now, here's where I'm failing. I have not failed with fitness. I've been doing awesome with fitness. Where I have to be honest and say, look, I've been slacking, <laughs> is with keeping things around me orderly, okay? Keeping things around me clean. So my desk at work is very cluttered, we'll say. My room is not disgusting, but it's it's not neat, if, if I can say it. Like, there's nothing in here that shouldn't be here, but nothing that is in here is where it should be. There's, you know, I keep taking my shoes off and, like, I don't put them up. I just put them out of the way. And then that became leaving my gym clothes on the floor next to the shoes. Ah, I'm going to put them on. I'm going to put the shorts back on, change the tank top, whatever. You know, I'll swap out the Speedo or something. You know, we got, I got to put the gold one on, something like that. Tiger stripe was yesterday. I can't wear it two days in a row. So whatever. But, you know, I'll just leave it here. It's not the big of a deal. And that, that, that becomes a habit, though, very quickly. Because you do it, if you do it once, it's not the end of the world. But if you do it twice, do it two days in a row, you do it twice one week, well, now you just do it. And then it starts to, like, very slowly spiral. It's like a snowball. Not the fun kind of snow, like the, the cold kind that crushes you. So you've got to be really careful with this stuff. And again, this is this is where I am struggling right now. And part of it started because the, the job that I'm working now, super stressful, very, very overwhelming. I actually didn't know if I was going to make it, to be totally honest with you. This is one of the few times that I've been confronted with genuine failure. I've done some hard stuff, but I've always been a thousand percent committed when I began. And I just kind of knew that I was going to make it like I was afraid and I didn't want to do it. But I, I, I just had that confidence because of the fact that I was totally committed. And with this job, it's like, well, it's just a job and this isn't a dream job. It just happens to be a good opportunity. It was unexpected. It was very strange that it happened the way it did. And I never thought I'd be working in this industry. So I was kind of like, not half in, half out, but I was like, maybe in six months, I'll, I'll find something better. Who knows? But the thing is that it was very stressful. And I was, I was, I was worried I wouldn't make it. I was worried I'm starting to do good now. I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of it. Things are going well. But there was that, that first couple months was just, man, it was dreadful. It was terrible. And so I didn't do a good job at keeping up with little basic disciplines. And I'm ashamed to say that. And it wasn't like the worst in the world, but it could have been a lot better. It, it, didn't, it does not meet my standards. So that's something I'm working on. But it's got me thinking about how important this is because my brain has been just on fire lately. It's been going a thousand directions at once, but I can't seem to articulate anything. I can't seem to get it to focus on anything. I don't have that same like clarity that I used to have. And I've really started to become aware of how my immediate environment is affecting me and how that the my internal state is affecting my immediate environment and there's a couple things with this that are very interesting one is that today i said look we're going to start cleaning this up 
right? And it's not as simple as like let's organize. It's 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 much more complicated. I have a lot of a lot of files that I got to go through. A lot of them have to go to different places, and there's only so much room on that desk. So it looks cluttered even if I don't have much there. So I, I started going through it. And, you know, you get into that phase where it's like the mess gets worse before it gets better. And I'm still, I, w- I went home today with it still being bad. My coworkers has something to say about it. But you know what? They're always talking smack. They don't appreciate me. They don't understand my genius and they doubt my methods. So I'm going to have to make things look as dramatically ridiculous as possible and make the worst imaginable mess so that when I come back, they're just completely confused and surprised like what what is this dude going through like what's happening here i'm like ha bipolar what you want get used to it i'm unpredictable that's how i roll but no the the stuff around you if you let it get cluttered up if you you know for example if you don't make your bed every morning that kind of has an impact on you you don't notice it but having a very clean environment to come home to having a very orderly place. And I'm not saying to the point of it being like restrictive and suffocating, but but clean, nice, you know? Guys, if it's like clean enough to where a girl could come over and you wouldn't be embarrassed, that kind of clean. doesn't have to be insane, but you know, you don't need to be doing like dusting every day. I think dusting's a scam, that's ridiculous. What is in the air? Like what, what where does that, where does it come from? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Like. That's not skin particles. It's not dirt. It's not, it's like little pieces of stuff. Like, I don't get it. Where does it come from? I think that is air pollution. The government's trying to poison us. There's probably little, like, I don't know, it's like coated in estrogen or something to make men weaker. I have no clue. But the point is, just get it clean. Just get it orderly. Women, I don't have, ladies, I'm sorry. I don't have a good analogy for you. Just your girl's. I feel like girls usually have a better understanding of what clean means. Like if you say to a girl, is your place clean? She, she says no. Like she's, it's not clean. If she says it's clean, it always is, unless she's lying. So the, the, the caveat to that is most women like that I know have completely disastrous houses. So it's like that's even worse because y'all, y'all understand what you're doing is wrong. And you just do it anyway. Guys don't under that guys don't get it. We're dumb. We we we're simple folk. We need somebody to stand over us and say, put that there, put this there. And we're like, oh, why? Like it doesn't need to be color coded. Why why does it matter if the laundry is in the hamper instead of folded and put away? We don't get it. But we'll do it for you because we love you and we want you in our lives. And we know that a dirty house repulses you. So Anyway, I'm going to get sucked down that rabbit hole. What I want to point out is that if you are, if it doesn't matter even if you're struggling, just in general, you've got to take responsibility for the things that you can actually affect, the things that you can actually change. If you're saying, I'm so overwhelmed, job sucks, um, my, my relationship is really stressful, the economy sucks, like thanks Biden, and there's all this crap happening to me. There's all these things that are going on that I, I, I have no control over, right? And, you know, like I work in sales, so I can affect a good amount of my income, but there's also stuff that I can't control. And so I, I really have to learn to focus on what is within my grasp. I, I can't control if somebody says yes, but I can't control how hard I work on the way that I present myself to people. I can control how many people I call or send letters to or how many doors I bang on. If that doesn't work, Hey, I was in the infantry. I'll kick them down. I don't care. But 
at the same time, it's still stressful because there's stuff that I can't do anything about. And if we go through a dry spell or if it's, if it's slow for a while, I can do my best, but I can't do any more. And if you focus on the stuff that you can't control, well, guess what? That's all you see. And you start to take your attention, which is limited. And if you don't think your attention is limited, I call BS on that. Even a normal person, even a functional person who has a good amount of like mental discipline, their focus is limited. You can only focus on one thing at a time. People these days are on TikTok, they're on Instagram, they're on Pornhub, all this other disgusting crap. Things that are designed to destroy you, probably not designed to destroy you, but there's like an insidious plan to ruin the minds of our society. And it's working because people can't pay attention to anything. It's like every TikTok has to have an attention getter. People are like, hey, have you heard? Did you know? People are shocked when they see it. Shut up. I'm so sick of seeing this stuff. It's, it's obnoxious. It's like I scroll for like two seconds and I'm just like every person is just so desperate for attention. And all my videos are so boring. I'm just like, yeah, so this is stupid. Here's why I think this. You guys are weak and that makes you lame. Do better. And sometimes people like it, sometimes they don't. The point is, though, that you've really got to take control over what is within your grasp. Your, your attention is one thing. What do you put your focus on? Do you put your focus on the things that you can control, the positive thoughts that you could be having, the productive ideas that could be driving you forward, or do you focus on the stuff that's bad for you? You've got to make that conscious decision. There's, there's no way around it, right? Like, there's no hack. I mean, I know that that's like the, the name of the show. Maybe it's because I'm a hack. Did you guys ever think about that? I'm actually not. It's not like hacking psychology. It's just because like it's psychology, but ha, psych, I'm a hack. Um, yeah, secrets out. Let it loose. I'm out of the closet now. Still in a different closet. No, I'm just kidding. So you, you allow the state of, say, your room, your car is a good one. Man, my car used to be so dirty all the time. And people used to say that too, like, Jack, your car is disgusting. What's going on here, bro? Like, come come on. You, you're better than this. I was like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're wrong guy. But once I actually cleaned my car, and now, like, it's not, like, super, super clean, but there's no trash in it. There's never trash in it. Longer than a day. And it's like, I go to the gas station, I throw the trash away. So it's, it's always orderly. There's never stuff that shouldn't be in it. Now, I will be honest, the trunk is a different story. The trunk, there's, there's some things back there that that don't need to be there. Um, there's a lot of camping gear that I use like a few times a year and I'm too lazy to bring it up the stairs and put it in the shed. So it stays there. If my car ever breaks down, I'm good. I'm covered. I don't need AAA. I'll push the thing myself, but I may need to take a nap halfway through. And there's, there could be food back there. Who knows? I think that there is a, like a bottle of salted peanuts or something. Don't get any ideas. Anyway, there is a direct correlation between how you manage the things that are directly within your control and the things that the way that you interact with your mental state, right? And because it is, you are interacting with your mental state. You are not your mental states. You are the consciousness, the soul, the, no, you're not the soul. You're the spirit behind that. You're watching it. You're using that to interface with physical reality. So if you don't take responsibility and take control over and say, no, we're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to make sure this is clean. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to 
read however much a day. We're going to work on our book. We're going to practice our instrument. We're going to practice hygiene. Like we're going to do all these things. I don't care how you feel. I get it. It's hard. I love you, but we're going to push through because I love you. Right. If you've got a, if you've got a kid and you don't, and the kid's like, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth. And you're like, Oh, wow. Well, oh yeah. I guess you don't brush your teeth. Like, you're a bad parent, right? You are a bad parent. Kids needs to brush their teeth. They don't know any better. Of course they don't want to. They want to go to bed on time. Guess what? You got to get them to bed on time. That doesn't seem to be as big of a problem with parents because they're like, no, please go to bed. Like, I'm, I'm tired. Like, what are you doing? Why do you have so much energy? And how are you stealing so much of mine? So um, I'm reminded of infantry stuff. When I was in the Marines, they were so big on little discipline things. And it was always the little things. And I thought, this is stupid. Why do I have to shave every day? I'm out in the field. I'm like crushing it, also getting crushed at the same time. It's cold. I, it, it, I haven't had more than two hours of sleep a night. My fingers are frozen. I have trench foot. <laughs> I have athlete's foot. I got something. Not just on my foot either. Like there's something happening down there. Like I got, I got like swamp ass going on guys. Like I don't, I don't have time to shave. Like I got real issues to worry about. And it's like, no, that's why you do that. Because if you stop say changing your socks every couple hours, right? I don't know if you guys have been hiking in the swamp in the, in the, the August heat, your feet will get diseased very quickly from bacteria and all this other stuff if you don't change your socks regularly if you don't take care of your feet if you don't practice like strict hygiene disciplines you've got to do it it's it's not an option your foot's going to fall off i've seen some disgusting stuff i've seen some really gross things if you don't if you allow if you look at that as this is a good example of it, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit too much discipline, but in that extreme environment, you need that. You need more because things are harder. It's that much easier to not shave in the morning. But why do you do it? Well, because you have this habit of doing something that's like, well, you don't even allow your brain the opportunity to argue with you. It's like this has to be done. Guns got to be clean. My shoes have got to be clean. My, my feet have got to be clean. I've got to be clean. My gear's got to be clean, right? Because you you start letting that slack. And then it starts to get like decayed and moldy and it starts to break. You start to break pretty quickly. And I always said, uh, what was it? Weapon gear body. And I always thought that was stupid. Like, why am I cleaning my gun before I sit down and like compose myself? I should be wiping the sweat off of my lower back so that I don't smell quite as horrible. And I can like sit here without wanting to die before I clean my rifle. But no, you got to take care of that first. Because if that thing goes down, if it gets jammed up, carbon locks in, you're screwed. You can't shoot somebody, you're, you're, you're going to get shot, right? It's like, well, I want to take care of myself. Yeah, you got to. But there's certain things that are more important. Now, in a normal environment, and if you work in an office, if you work for yourself even, it, do, it doesn't matter. But you work somewhere, and it's not a life or death situation. Okay. Well, there are still certain things on the line. Your mental health is on the line, for one. Your relationships with other people are on the line. Your future is always on the line. I don't think that we think about that enough. Your future is always just a few decisions away from being completely ruined. One decision away, even. One really bad decision can completely ruin your life. Whereas, at the same time, what was that meme? They sent a meme out. Some millennial thought of this. He said, you know, they always have these, 
these sci-fi movies where somebody travels back in time and they step on a butterfly and it changes the future. But why do we not ever think about our our actions today having those ripple effects? I thought that was actually pretty smart for being in a meme. <laughs> That's not usually where you get like a source of wisdom, but that actually was very profound. I, th I thought anyway, maybe I was just a little high. But if you really think about every single thing that you do, everything, you don't give yourself any quarter. You question every decision that you make. If I do this, what will happen? If I say, no, I'm going to let these files pile up on my desk, what will happen? Well, nothing today, maybe, but tomorrow you do the same thing. A month from now, it's, it's overwhelming. You don't know what's in there. You can't keep track of everything. You can't find anything. You can't move around. You feel claustrophobic. You look bad to other people. I'm sure I look bad. I mean, I look bad anyway. Have you guys met me? Like, I'm, I'm insane. But I, now they can see it. Like, there's tangible proof before it was just hearsay. But now they can put, look, this dude has a, a, a stack of files almost as tall as him. He's really tall. Have you seen how tall and good looking it is? But that's so mitigated by the fact that he's got this huge stack of stuff. It just looks, it, it looks like not trashy, but kind of trashy. So what is the immediate example? If I don't go to the gym today, if I don't brush my teeth today, if I lie to someone today and I really think about it, what are the consequences? Because if it's one time, yeah, sure, it won't do anything. But it's never just one time, is it? For being honest with ourselves, it's never one time. Once is not enough. We got to go all in. We're very destructive people. At least I am. Only in some areas, only with when it comes to women. When it comes to other things, I'm pretty pretty straightforward, pretty good to go. That's my area of weakness. But no, it's it's very it's interesting when you start to think about this stuff because once you start to act as if everything you do matters, well, you start to realize that everything you do does matter. You stop complaining about things because you realize it brings you down just a little bit. It kind of takes your energy. Right? I complained a little bit today. I won't lie. And I felt so tired afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I need to stop doing this. And then I started talking about something else. I went to something else. I got back to work. I was like, what am I doing complaining? Like, come on. I, I could be productive with this time. I'm sitting here whining. I got a three-year-old. I'm better than that. But if you don't pay attention to yourself, if you, if you think that the state of your life around you doesn't matter, well, guess what? And what's, what's really crazy about this, though, is that people don't understand that it's a it's a it's a give and take situation. It's a mirror situation, but it's it's a it's a two way street. So they may say, "Yeah, my car is a mess because my life is in shambles and because my mental health is shot," and that may be true, but in parts, your car is, or your mental health is in shambles because your car is a mess, right? It's not literally just that one thing, obviously. But it's a contributing factor because I promise you, if your car is dirty, your room's dirty. If your room's dirty, you don't have the best fitness habits. If you don't have all this, you don't have the best um, habits in general. You don't take care of yourself as well as you could. Because if you did, then it, you, if the rest of your life was perfect and your car was just the one source of disgusting uh, black hole of just grossness, you wouldn't be able to stand it. You would be cleaning that thing out and it wouldn't be like that anymore. So I can already tell you, car's dirty. Well, so is your brain. Got a dirty mind. Um, I don't want to know what I'm going to find in the back seat. So start getting that stuff together. But here's the thing. This is another meme. 
And I'm going to use this. This isn't a wise meme, but I'm going to turn it into a wise meme because I'm a genius. So they they made a joke. I don't I don't remember where I saw it, but they made a joke about how, you know, I've been depressed and the dishes have stacked up or something like that. Or like I put away I put away my laundry and I, I walked out feeling like I can conquer the world. And it was like a lot of people laughed at it because it's, it's true. It's like you you'd start to clean up a little bit. It's like you feel good. Like if you've ever like like gone into a manic phase and you, you kind of just start to clean everything. It's like you're you, you know you did too much coke at three in the morning and next thing you know you're vacuuming like under your oven or something's weird. It's like you know four o'clock and your neighbors like what is this guy doing? But they're scared to knock because they know that something weird is happening and you're probably crazy. So the benefit to that. As funny as it is that, yes, putting away your dishes can make you feel like a superhero. But that's the thing, though. Once you start to accomplish something, like you have accomplished something that makes your that, that has a what's the word? The endorphins go up. You feel better about yourself. You have less clutter and it just feels better every time you look at it. You're like, oh, yeah, like relative to where I was, this is better. I see a physical, tangible improvement in my life. And it's not a big deal, but it is. It's something small, but it's something I did and you feel good about it. So now you can go and do something a little bit better. Maybe you can get everything in order, everything clean. Then you start dressing better. Then you feel better about yourself in general. Cause people looking at you like, Oh, that guy's looking good. Or that girl's looking good. And you start to take that attitude into the way that you communicate with people. Then you start to work a little bit harder because you see yourself as a successful person. Like you feel confident, you feel good about yourself. What do successful, confident people do? They get to work and they crush it. So you start to work a little bit harder. You take a few extra phone calls. You pick up the slack for somebody else. You help people out. You do better. You stay a little bit later. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy, but you, you, you're willing to go that extra mile. You're not sitting there on your phone, not doing anything. You're working right? Then you take that into your hobbies, your passions, your relationships, every single thing that you do. And it starts because you decided I'm actually not going to just walk by this pile of dishes. Isn't that cool? Now, it doesn't necessarily happen like that, but it could happen like that. That's the point I'm making. If you take that one thing and say, I'm going to turn that into a habit and I'm going to, I'm going to spread that, that, that concept across multiple areas Multiple, multiple dimensions of my life, and I'm going to treat my whole life like my kitchen. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, and you will be amazed at how you feel about yourself. It is crazy how much the stuff around you affects what's inside of you. I can't overemphasize that. Environment is really important. Now, you can't always control your environment. But you can control something, and if you don't take that responsibility, you're stuck. A good example of this, uh, when I was in school before I dropped out because they were trying to teach me some propaganda nonsense, and I was like, this isn't psychology. And then, uh, I, you know, kind of like, what's, what's the word? Um, that's, that's the karma for me starting a psychology page and talking about everything but psychology. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this is a psychology class in college. I'm supposed to be learning psychology and they're teaching me about dumb stuff that doesn't have any relevance. And it's just social programming. It's about like politics. I'm like, okay, I don't care. And then I turn around and do the same thing to you guys. But no, I dropped out. But before I did, I did this really interesting project. And long story short, there was, I think I've talked about this before, but there was, there was like a, a retirement home and they did a study in the retirement home on like the mental health of these, what I call them. They're not inmates. 
the, the, the residents, the residents of these, of these retirement homes. I keep wanting to say funeral home, but that would be a very different story. But the, the people at the, at the retirement home, some of them were in really good like mental health and some of them were not, obviously. And the, people were curious, why? Like, what's the defining factor here? And what they realized was the, the ones who were doing well were very rebellious. And like, they were kind of spiteful. They stressed the staff out, right? And not in like, you know, flirting with the nurses kind of way, although I'm sure that was a factor, but in like, they would, they would rearrange the furniture in their room and they're not supposed to do that. Like the, it was bolted into the, into the walls and these old dinosaurs would rip it out of the wall and move it, say, no, I want it here. I am in control. This is my house. This is my Thunderdome. Welcome. Let's tumble. And they would move the stuff around and they're like, what's going on here? They would also trade out things like um, their desserts for, you know, fruit, for meatloaf or whatever. Like whatever, like they would, they would trade their food. They would say, because they got a, like a, a set ration. They didn't get to pick what they wanted. And so they would they would swap things out and get what they, they liked. Um, infantry does this. I'm, I'm sure the military in general does this all the time. This makes me think of, um, of Daniel in the Bible. When Daniel and his uh, compatriots are sentenced, or they're, they're, they're sent into exile in Babylon, they're, they're taken um, by the king and they're, they're put in like the Babylonian indoctrination program. Uh, which is called university. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's and they're they're supposed to learn about like Babylonian culture and the language and everything. And they're supposed to be the kind of the go between between um, the Babylonians and and the the Hebrews. And I'm sure that there was. It's not said explicitly, but obviously they're they're wanting them to like they pick the best young best looking young men and made them highly articulate and very well educated. It's like, obviously there's some level of like, we want you to be an intermediary. We want you to talk and like spread this propaganda to your people because they're going to be more receptive to you. It's actually, it's a brilliant psyop and totally don't see that going on at all in our current culture whatsoever. Nah, nah, that would be crazy. Anyway, one of the things that Daniel and his folks did, if you grew up Southern Baptist, you know this, they, one, refused to bow down to the, to, the, to the national idols. But how did they keep themselves from becoming indoctrinated? How did they, because everyone else did. How did they stay pure? How did they stay right with God and not give in to idolatry? Well, it was it, one of the things, the only real clue that they point to, other than that they were very devout and they were righteous, was that they went on a vegetarian diet. And I hate when people say, that's what God wants us to do. No, it pretty explicitly says to eat meat in the Bible. I don't believe in vegans. I think that they're silly, and I think that they secretly eat meat. And if they don't, they wish they could. Don't get me started on vegans or vegetarians. I don't care. I'm not a bunny rabbit. I don't want to. Anyway, um, and I thought about this. I thought about that was the first thing I thought about was, oh, they were taking control over their exile. They had zero control. They couldn't do anything. They're, they're, they're captives. They're slaves in a foreign land going through an indoctrination program. How in the world do you deal with that? How, do you, how are you successful above your peers and outshine everyone else in your academic studies while keeping your head straight? Because I can see if you re, were rebellious, you're like, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to cooperate. They don't do that. They actually excel. They do very well. 
and but they take control over what they can. They say, I'm not going to eat the meat. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to engage in that. And there's probably something to the idea of exercising discipline in general. But they took control over what they could. They said, I can force myself to have mental strength and internal fortitude to not eat this delicious meat. Because listen, meat is delicious. If you're a vegetarian, you're missing out. I'm sorry. You could be so much stronger and you could be like not cold all the time if you just ate meat. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> the point is, take control over what you can, guys. There's something that you can do. You can clean your car, you can clean your room, not to go into like a clean your room thing. I didn't mean to turn this into a Jordan Peters kind of thing, but this, this is genuinely where I'm at in my life right now, is I'm realizing that I let things slip and it's had an impact on the way I feel. And even just making tiny adjustments and getting little bits and pieces cleaned up has made me feel better. I feel more, I have more mental acuity as I stutter, <laughs> to try to say it, um, as I pull a Joe Biden, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know. I do that sometimes whenever I can't think of anything to say. When I was like DJing a lot too, and I was doing public speaking, I'd be like halfway through something, forget what I was going to say, and just saw a bunch of, and I was always like that, and you know, and now I realize like presidents do it too. That's kind of cool. Not really. But anyway, folks, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun to make. I will see you soon. Reach out to me if you have any questions. I'm always active on social. Um, TikTok's a bad way to get in touch with me because I'm like incredibly famous and get a lot of DMs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Instagram's the easiest way to get in touch with me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the stuff. I'm on everything. I don't check everything, though. But yeah, seriously, if you guys need anything from me, let me know. Great speaking with you. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Good luck.